0: Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you along with Dr. Jeffrey Simmons as we talk about one of his latest works, Are We Here to Recreate Ourselves? You've written so many books, Jeffrey, I can't keep track of what is the latest. Is it this one?
1: Yeah, it is this one. I'm working on something, but it'll be a couple of years probably in the in the doing. Yeah, I. Um, this is... Uh, a a nagging kind of pattern that I kept seeing and thinking about when I was writing the other two. And I began to wonder if we haven't, you know, there's a lot of reasons or purposes to life, and depending on who you are and what your religious outlook is or a variety of other issues, uh, what's the purpose of life? And, of course, in there is glorify God, serve God, teach God, uh, or Sister Teresa, help the poor, or help the lame, or, or help the, the ill, or, um, you know, to make money, or if you're family-oriented, you know, to raise a family. There's a lot of purposes, and maybe all of them, or you can mix and match, but is it possible that one of the purposes is to recreate ourselves? And if one starts looking at this, this pattern, it, to me, jumps off the page, and I had to put it down, and it... Putting it down turns into a book. And, for instance, um, take, um, uh, say, cave drawings uh, and move that through history to um, paintings and to uh, sculptures and to um, mannequins uh, to robots uh, and into humanoids. There's one pattern. But if you also take, uh, say, lightning striking sand and making glass and then picking up glass that magnifies things and then making glasses and making binoculars and making telescopes and making video and, and, uh, and, and making cameras, and all of a sudden you have robotic eyes so we, we, we're another aspect of recreating ourselves. Uh, we've, we're making uh, animals that, uh, not animals, but robots that walk a variety of legs and arms and that sort, but we've come around to pretty much making one with arms, two arms and two legs. And that seems to be a good, good pattern to follow. Uh, we're making, take, hearing. I mean, it used to be hold uh, your hand behind your ear to hear, and then there was this trumpet, and then there was a hearing aid, and now the cochlear implant, mm-hmm. you know, and so we have robotic hearing. We have robotic vision. Uh,
0: and now they want to put chips in our brains.
1: They, they do. And uh, and and the computer is uh, sort of the abacus uh from the Cabbage uh, Babbage, uh, uh, computer and uh, the sliding rule, and we went to a computer and we're going to have a, a robot with a brain. And so we're, we're making everything like a person in very much the same way, and it's looking more and more like a person. In fact, they have humanoids greeting uh, people, shoppers in Japan, that speak 27 languages. They look and kind of talk. Like people, China has robots who actually give the news or robotic-type figures yeah, give well, the news.
0: Those are called humans that they have uh, played with their brains.
1: Yeah, that could be. Maybe that's it. Uh, the
0: Communist Party today did something wonderful. You know? <laughs>
1: Well, it could be. If you look at these patterns, and my book is 300 pages worth of these patterns, that, and, 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 and mimicking things, and it talks about other things along the way, and it talks about intelligent design. But why are we doing this? It's not just we're doing it, but why are we doing this? And one might say, this is, well, whoever, first of all, warfare, and whoever controls uh, the planet, and warfare is one of them, uh, and robots surely is where we are going to fight with. Uh, whoever controls space probably controls Earth, and so we are going to have robotic-type figures. We already had a, uh, half a humanoid on the International Space Station. We are going to, if we make it to Mars, we're going to have robotic figures doing the building for us.
0: Would we be the gods to the robots?
1: Well, you know, it's, it's a good question, and uh, we could... Program that. Uh, but, you know, what's gonna, if, you're gonna, if we're going to go beyond Mars, which I don't think, given the information we have now, medically or human-wise, we can go beyond. Uh, Jupiter is uh, four and a half, five times further. And beyond that, you can't put a person into suspended animation, I think, on Earth for five years to see if it works. Who on Earth is going to volunteer for that? uh you can't we don't think we can reproduce have babies on the way to uh Androma strain because all the cosmic uh particles they already cause think something called space brain in some of our astronauts so hmm. when i don't think people are going to be able to make it to outer space especially beyond our solar system if not halfway out and uh, based on at least the technology that we have now and that that is a, 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 a given. I mean, we don't know because go back 100 years, they didn't think about flying machines, and now, you know, we're doing more than that. But given our technology, people can't make it. So we're going to have to have robots take us out there. And not only that, but do we want, is a picture worth a 1,000 words? Suppose we run into an extraterrestrial. Do we want them to think that we look like, you know, caterpillars or millipeds with a 1,000 legs, or we want them to know, you know, kind of what we look like?
0: And will they look like us?
1: Yeah, and have them look like us. And, but also, warfare, drudgery, robots doing drudgery, robots entertaining children, robots keeping old folks company. Uh, they have to look like people. Uh, the police, we have police in Singapore that are robots that are they don't look like people yet, but they probably will. And so it's coming, and so we're designing every, robots to look like us. I think it's so pathetically obvious that I had to write a book about it, and uh, whoever succeeds in this uh, will be probably the, uh, uh, the most successful civilization and controller of everybody else on
0: Earth. Look what we've done, though, with uh, just medicine and you as a doctor. I mean, here's Dick Cheney running around with a new heart, uh, has kept him alive. He yeah. should have been dead a long time ago. Uh Medicine, modern medicine, continues to do amazing things surgically and things like that?
1: You know, I, in a way, that's a flip side of what I'm talking about, too. Yeah. Because we have people now with artificial pancreases. We have people with artificial heart parts like valves. We have people... Pig with, valves
0: and things like that. We
1: yeah, use. but even artificial valves. Oh, sure. Valves. We have people with, you know, you ever seen the series, the... Uh, star trek series with the borgs mm-hmm. well we're having people kind of go down that line and if we look at prosthetics on legs and arms they have come a long way if you, you know you and i might remember i certainly do the six million dollar man from uh... way way back to steve austin who's played by lee majors and he had a, an eye that could see, instead of 20, 20 he could see 20 uh, and 1, you know.
0: 20-minus or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He could run as fast as cars. He could jump higher than anybody. He had a poison dart that came out of his, one of his fingers, you know. Well, now, nowadays that would be a laser of sorts. But, uh, so we are making people into Borgs, and we're making robots into people.
0: Let's get back to God.
1: (laughs) You know, I, yeah.
0: Do we find him ever?
1: Well, I don't think, you know, uh, I think it's like a treasure chest. If you had somebody, uh, suppose you were camping or doing something on the Carolina coast, and your kids came back with an old, old old-looking chest with uh, treasure in it, would that say to you that there were pirates at some point, or something like that. Uh, Probably. Yeah, I mean, so, can you deduce from blueprints and all, uh, birth, uh, childbirth is a big one, can you deduce that there is a God out there? And I'll tell you my story, maybe the next time around when we have this time, but can you deduce that there is a God behind this, uh, especially the blueprints? I mean, I just can't fathom they came about any way else. And so I think of that sort of as a treasure chest. But I, I used, when I give my talk sometimes, I start off with childbirth, and I talk about all the things that go on, including the heart starts at the fourth week, and the sex is pretty much decided in the sixth week, and, and on and on, all the development. But I, I often jump to birth itself. And there's a, a bunch of coincidences that have to happen right. You can't have this trial and error Darwin-style the baby's coming down the birth canal, and if if it gets stuck, it doesn't make it, it dies. If it comes out and it doesn't take a breath fast enough, there's about three or four minutes, if it doesn't take a breath fast enough, it dies. It, it's got to come through and breathe at the right time. Plus, there's a valve in one of the arteries that diverts the blood away from the lungs while it's in the uterus. And as soon as it's born that changes so the blood now goes to the lungs so oxygen can go into the blood. That has to ch- excuse me, that has to change at the time of birth and so there's so many factors. You know the baby when it's ready it sends signals to mom and mom says, Okay, we're ready, sends signals back down and everything starts to happen. I consider it a miracle and and you know, ever since I started thinking along this line, almost everything I see in nature to me, it seems like a miracle
0: the fact that you've gone from a Darwinist to a creationist what do your friends say to you
1: <laughs> what's wrong with you uh, really <laughs> some do I mean it's about time I mean it depends on I have a cross-section of friends who uh, who uh, I mean I have a very good friend who's a pastor who you know likes to hear what I have to say and I have friends who I went to medical school with who are still locked into Darwin, I think maybe I've gone off the deep end. It is it, very, very hard to uh, bridge the chasm uh, that exists out there. I, it's it's almost like in line with everything political right now as well. You're either on one side or the other, and I see that in my uh, talks uh, as well. Uh, and it's 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 difficult. So yeah. I, I think people, for the most part, will give me a chance to say, and, I, and not uncommonly, we'll get to a point where I'll just say, can we agree to disagree, and let's just talk, and instead of fight or argue, because that's what people tend to do these days, just agree to disagree and uh, discuss it. And I'm hoping to bridge some of that with the, with the next book, but it's not easy.
0: What are the schools teaching, uh, Dr. Simmons, about uh, evolution and creationism?
1: Yeah, I'm fairly removed from the schools, but I certainly read about it. And most of the public schools are not teaching uh, creation. I, I,
0: uh, they I they feel like the, they can't.
1: They can't. They're not allowed to. And lots of the teachers think it's baloney. Uh, you know, I think in a lot of the fellows at Discovery Institute feel this should be taught as an option. Uh, that uh, kids should hear the other side. They should hear what are the problems with Darwin's theories, uh, and uh, you know, and make up your own minds. But it's not allowed in school, and people who try to teach it in school, most schools, and it's been fought in court a number of times around the country, and uh, they, it, it's hard to get in there. And so the kids are graduating from college and and high school for sure, but college thinking. Darwin was right, and everybody—you know—all my teachers believed it, all my professors believed it, so it must be right. And I lived that dream too. I mean, it had to be right. It had to be right, and because all these smart people thought it was right. Well, all these smart people, I think, are locked into one lane, and uh, and then there's a lot of people who've built their whole professional life saying. That God doesn't exist, or Darwin's right, and so it's hard for them to recant at this point.
0: Could we be wrong about creationism? Both of us,
1: sure. But I don't know what the option would be. There's got to be something that's intelligent that did this. Did made up. Uh,
0: there's no way this would happen by accident or random. There's just no way.
1: I don't think so. Billions and billions of uh, 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 it, it just. The odds are just beyond calculation. I, I don't see how. I I met Carl Sagan many many years ago at a, he came and talked in my town, and I went to the greetings afterwards and talked to him for a little while. And I, I said, you know, the complexity of stuff. How do you explain that? He says, oh, just there's billions of years. You know, it can happen. Well, I don't think so because there's more than billions of changes if one actually calculates out the changes, they almost have to happen every second for all the billions of years that we're around or happen simultaneously. And everything in the body has to happen in the right place, in the right way, at the right time. Um, It's just unbelievable how it happens. And on a microscopic level, it's incredible. I sometimes point to the clotting system. I mean, not only do we have several pathways that have to meet Uh, But every step in each pathway has to happen in the right order. And then not only, and they cause clotting, but the clotting has to be in the right place. You can't clot off the whole body. So there's another mechanism that keeps that from happening. And then there's a mechanism that stops it all and just causes the wound to heal. I mean, if we didn't have clotting, we'd bleed to death with the smallest cut. Uh, There's a lot of, another thing I argue too is foresight. We have a lot of foresight, sort of a what if. and, And the, COVID virus is, is not a bad thing to point to. What if a virus comes along? Uh, what if they, you've never seen this virus before by your body? You've never seen a virus like it before in your body. You have a what-if, a foresight built in. I put a capital on the foresight, on the F, uh, to notice it, to capture it, to break it down, to analyze it, and to make antibodies to it.
0: And to get rid of it.
1: And get rid of it, yeah. So you have, And we have that force a lot of what-ifs in our body to deal with a whole host of things. I mean, a lot of cells turn into cancer in our body, and our body gets rid of them. And why that later life doesn't happen, we don't know entirely, but maybe the system uh, you know, ages. But there's a lot of foresight. There's a lot of engineering. Uh, you know, it's not just that your gut uh, absorbs food. It has to move through. It a very selective. Speed. It has to have the right enzymes, find the right food and break it down and take it to the right place. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.